What's up, guys? Welcome to the official Pillar Podcast, where we're going to discuss many things, including the launch of our business, which we're mainly going to focus on today. My name is Riley Perkins. I'm the principal broker and a co-founder of Pillar Realty and Management. Uh, my name is Blake DeLuca, co-founder of Pillar Realty and Management. I got to give Riley a hard time. It's been a little bit since we've been on uh, the camera. Yeah, like so. it has been a minute since we uh, last blogged, but. Yeah, co-founder of Pillar Realty Management. Uh, been doing real estate two plus years. Yeah. yeah. So me and Blake have been friends for a super long time, like dating back to like eighth grade when he transferred to my school. But that topic or story can be for another day. Um, podcast setup wise, we were like, how should we set this up? Um, then essentially we said the first episode, let's let the people lead the episode. So a while back after our soft launch uh, in November, I posted something on Instagram and basically was like, what do you want to know about how we got started? Uh, the nitty-gritty about our business. So here we are. We're going to do this in a little interesting format. I'll say uh, a question that we got asked or a topic. We can riff on that a little bit and go on about it for as long as we want. Um, so the very first question um, that we got was actually really interesting and is, is honestly a huge compliment. And I'll hit on it first then you can hit on it second and then we'll switch after okay, that, uh, the next question but the first question that we got asked multiple times was where did you uh find this franchise or where is this franchise based so you have like keller williams which is based out of austin texas remax is based out of uh denver colorado and pillar realty and management <laughs> based out of little rock arkansas we did not uh franchise it we had a lot that was like one of the biggest compliments that, that we've been told multiple times by a lot of people that we've that we've met is like, man, this stuff looks amazing. It looks like y'all got it from from a franchise type thing. But no, we we had the logo made ourselves. We came up with the name ourselves. We did all of that um, ourselves. So that was, honestly, uh, to answer that first question, one of the biggest compliments was franchise is based in Little Rock, Arkansas, and hopefully can expand from there. Yeah, well, and two, like you think about it, we spent months creating the name yeah like, to the point where i had a whiteboard in our old house and i wrote so many names down we would like call and text back and forth where they stayed on the board so long that the boards wrote yeah i throw the board away so we wrote so many different names through so many different logos tried to buy so many different domains like to get to where it was it was like oh we're just never gonna figure out a name yeah literally, literally. um when we finally did finally did Pillar Realty and Management was born. Yeah. That was, uh, which kind of leads into the second uh, question, which I will let you go first on this right. one, and then I can kind of maybe fill in some of the blanks or something. How did you come up with the name? How did you find the name? Man, I feel like we went through so many names. Yeah, a ton. And only like triple digits. Yeah, and we probably spitballed this name at some point, and they were like, ah, now I'll be like something else better. Yeah, but... I think what landed us on it was as we started talking about like, you know, we're looking at like a house, but like, okay, well, house maybe, you know, taken. Um, you're just like throwing out all these different names about real estate. Like, okay, well, can we use this Z? Like, well, everyone's using a Z. House, Zillow, like all these like strange names people are using. Um, and then we're starting like, okay, you're going to build a house. You know, you got wood, you know, you got windows, doors. We started going through all that stuff, right? And it's like words, yeah, yeah it was like, like exercise. exercise. Yeah, but it's like an exercise, of like just taking, trying to create your own word, and then that's like where a lot of big names come, kind of like Zillow. Yeah, um, they created their own word. Yeah, uh, a lot of people do that. That's where the route I was going, and then we were like, well, I as not remember who came up with pillar, but it was like pillar, and it was like super simple. Yeah, and this has got to be taken. Like someone's got to be doing this. Um, and I ventured into like the pillar of real estate, the pillar of your life, the pillar of like a family, like that supporting column. Yeah. And generally that's, that's where the home is. For sure. Yeah. And that's, that's something that we were kind of like, if you think about like Zillow and you think about Redfin and you think about, you know, all these different things that have kind of, or like open door, you know, they kind of have like, duh, duh. It's like two sounds and it's super easy to remember. It's something that somebody could look at and, and you know, they, they can say it super easy. It's super easy to remember. You don't forget something like that. And then you think about the Z or you think about, 
you know, these, these letters making up these words that is like, well, that's not going to be taken because that doesn't exist. And we can kind of do whatever we want with that. It's a risk to, to come up with your own word, though, because if it fails, then you kind of look like an idiot. Yeah. But so we, we ended up selling. We were we were uh, it was one of the ones we had on a board and we were like, well, what do we want to be like? Who who are we? And it was we want to be, you know, like he said, we want to be a pillar, a pillar of the real estate industry in Little Rock currently in central Arkansas. Um, we want to be uh, a pillar of the community. And then it was like, what if we just went with pillar? So that's kind of how, yeah. how that came about. Uh, so it was kind of a, a long, long process. It was like months. Yeah. Uh, of working through different names. We had, we had a couple other different names that we can share. Like we were like seconds away from being like, this is our name and we would come up with it and, and we can talk about those, uh, maybe another time. Um, about what the potential names of this company could be. But we settled on Pillar Realty and Management and we hit the ground running from there. Yeah. And you think about name too, like the name is the name is everything. Yeah. Like as weird as it sounds, you can't you don't want to go with something like super long. And you don't want to go with something like super custom. Because if something's super custom, then like you said, it fails, it fails. Yeah. Um, you've put all this money in the brand in, but like for us, it was a, a basic name, but it's like easy to remember. It's anyone can spell it. You know, you start like venturing into names of like, you know, Blake at the pillar team or like Blake at, you sort of like trying to even say an email address. It's like, how do you spell house? Yeah. And you're spelling with like a U and a Z. Yeah. And I misspell that. You're never going to get emails. Like you start going to that down that whole route and pillar is just simple yeah there's a lot more to think about than just yeah. like the name on the sign yeah absolutely, absolutely. then you got the colors to think about yeah kind of goes into the logo but that's the previous question so how did we uh how did we come up with the colors well i mean i feel like so in real estate you look at it or like at least locally around well everyone uses the same colors like everyone's using black yeah. everyone's using gold everyone's using gray Everyone's used red. Yeah. Like red is everywhere. Yep. Uh, and blue is everywhere. There's no diversity, I guess. Like it's just everyone's using the same sign. And I feel like the same color scheme. Yeah. Um, and so I think I found color palette and I sent to you. Yeah. And I was like, I like this color palette. And then we tweaked it, I think, a little bit. And that's where we got blue and orange. Yep. Um, Stands out. Not a lot of people are using that stuff stands out so when you drive by one of our signs on a on a house that we have listed or something you're like oh yeah i i recognize that company and then the more you see it obviously it's you can drive past seven red signs all from different companies or seven you know signs with red and blue on them or red and black or whatever all from different companies and so it kind of just like dilutes itself a little bit but we have you know we're orange and navy you can drive past you know, one sign and, and, or 10 signs, orange and Navy, and they're all going to be us. You know, it's not going to be one company that has that color and then another company. It's all going to be us. Um, so that kind of leads into the next question with putting signs in yards, sort of, maybe that's a bad segue. We'll see. Um, so you're starting your own business. One of the questions was, isn't this a bad time for real estate? Why now? Um, so you're thinking, you know, when we launched this in November, interest rates are the highest they've been since like 2000, early 2000s. So like right. roughly 18 to 20 years, interest rates are the highest. Sales are down because of that. Mortgage applications are at their lowest point and, you know, who knows how long. Um, so why November? Why now? Uh, well, November's my birthday, but not first, but yeah, no, I think the, I think the big reason is, is a lot of companies, uh, you know, you look back over history, a lot of the best companies are started in rough times. Yeah. And, you know, you can define a rough time multiple ways. People think of it in all sorts of aspects of life. But um, financially, like, if you can start a business and successfully run a business, a profitable business, um, during a bad time or high interest rates, uh, you can ride during a good time. Because if you start during a good time, you're best off being blow it through cash, right? marketing budgets are high you're spending a ton of money because you're making it to honey 
but if you can start a business in a slower time or not so good financial time, you learn to watch your penny, right? It's kind of like, uh, I think it's like Gary Bean talks about that. Of like, who would you bet on? Do you bet on the kid who has nothing and like is no one play basketball, right? Comes from like a bad area or whatever. Like, yeah. He's scrapping. Yeah. Or you're going to find the person who's handed everything. Yeah. It's like, you're going to bet on the person who is not here and everything. Yeah. Because you're going to work for Got to go get it in, in the, the bad times, maybe. Yeah. Similar, similar thing. You're willing to put more into it, I feel like. For sure. Um, you're watching your money. You're more careful. You're more strategic. Sure. And not to mention that we both come from marketing backgrounds. Yep. So it's very much like, uh, you know, who are, who are going to be the ones who do succeed in the bad times when, when there's still, obviously there's always going to be people who move. There's always going to be people who have to buy a house or have to move because of a job or sell their house because they're moving out of state for a job or whatever. Um, but, and so there's always going to be people who move. So there will always be houses to be sold, but they're just going to be at a much lower volume. So they're going to choose the people who stand out. And both of our marketing backgrounds, we haven't even really done a ton of stuff related to that at this point, but we have very big uh, plans of, of kind of the marketing strategy that we're going to take, and we're working on our launch video and all that stuff uh, right now, or our real launch video, I guess. I know we launched yeah. two months ago, so it's kind of weird saying launch video, but um, yeah, our, our real launch video. And so we have super big ideas for all of that kind of stuff. And, and we think that we're going to get to the point where when, you know, if it does get to that level where there's just less being sold that we'll be able to use data and use marketing yep. and use that kind of thing to make ourselves stand out above the rest. And obviously, you know, we're building credibility um, as we continue to sell more. That's another aspect of it. It was a really slow time for real estate when we started. Mm -hmm. And the whole time that we've been going, whether it's stuff that we've personally posted on Instagram to get, you know, customers or clients, or whether it's stuff that we've posted on Pillar, we've been blowing and going the whole time. Yeah. We've had we've had a lot of transactions, so we've been super blessed um, as kind of a, a great start to the business. But yeah, and then you look at it now, and you're thinking, well, it's February now. Uh, the interest rates have fallen down a little bit yeah. each week. The interest or the mortgage applications are going up significantly. Um, and I think it was last week where they went up like 30% in one week. And so people are getting back into, uh, the search now that, now that, uh, now that the interest rates are going back down and now that it's kind of getting into that like spring summer buying season. So it was very deliberate. Honestly, we were like, let's start in November, um, or, you know, around that time in the fall. And then we'll kind of be able to, to work out the kinks and figure out the processes throughout the winter when it may be a little slower. And then by the time the spring comes around, the summer comes around, we'll have some more agents. Yeah. We'll have, you know, our processes set up and we'll be able to, to rock and roll. So we have, you know, four to five months of buildup before the busy season gets here. And then we think we'll, we'll be, um, you know, in, in good position to have a super successful summer. Yeah, I think like, I view our marketing as an iceberg. Yeah, I mean, I've talked to you about this, but um, in my mind, it's like, you know, an iceberg at the at the top is like super small. Yeah, they, you know, the Titanic drove by that iceberg. It was just like, oh look, a little iceberg, and then and they got wrecked. Too nice to yeah. So it's like that's kind of how we are. I feel like in the marketing space of what we've got. Yeah. Um, what we have shown is, or what we may look like to the public, currently you know, like new brokerage, small starting out. Um, yeah, they got some flashy branding. They're, they're good. Like that is just what people see. Yeah. Everything else under the iceberg is, you know, we're we may not be able to compete with the hundreds of millions of dollars some of these companies are sinking into um marketing. Yeah. But a lot of these companies have been doing it for, you know, fifty, sixty, seventy years, realer days. And so, you know, a lot of these large, large brokerages are like Mass and Titanic ships. Yeah. Um, the ship that got stuck in that canal, like I got turned sideways, right? That's like how long these organizations are. They get turned sideways and they're stuck. And like they do the same thing with head of the league for marketing and they never change. Yeah. They 
are constantly doing the same marketing that people were doing 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. Whereas now you see us coming into that space and we're taking a whole new side approach to marketing. Um, they may have all the money, but like their organizations are so hard to move. Yeah. Ours is, you know, we're kind of super small and scrappy. So we may make a mistake and not a big deal. Yeah. Uh, they make million dollars mistakes. Yeah. We make like small mistakes, but then also at the same time, we're so large of what we have both personally done in marketing where most of those mistakes we've made ourselves for sure not in the business for sure um and we take all those learnings and now we're going to apply it to build it and also if you think about it just from like that perspective like you're saying like the those like giant more corporate companies have yes they have big budgets but it also, speaking on that, they have a lot more red tape to go through if they want to change something. So they're super traditional marketing. And obviously, there's some that are really good at it, like uh, Compass or, or some of maybe the like newer generation type. But on that, you know, you're, you're, you're going through multiple levels of the corporate ladder to say, oh, we need to run, you know, XYZ marketing campaign or advertisement yeah. or, or whatever. Uh, when, you know, some of these, some of these companies who've been around for a long time are stuck maybe in the traditional ways of, of billboards and newspaper ads or something like that. And, and we, that was another aspect of, we, we looked at franchises and stuff like that. And we were like, let's just do our own thing. We don't have to answer to anybody. We can do it exactly the way that we want to do it. And there's no excuses that come along with that. If it, if it works, that's awesome. If it doesn't, that's because we tried something that maybe has not been done before. Um, and so we're super excited about that. And so then that leads into the next question, which was what all do you guys offer? So obviously we buy, uh, we sell, we work with a lot of investors, you know, we do a lot of like apartment transactions. Um, and we also do management, um, which Blake is kind of heading up as yeah. of now, uh, in, in terms of the management. So I'll let him start and then I can come in at the end. Yeah. I think at least for us, you know, a lot of organizations are like a lot of real estate brokerages are not all encompassing. They're not like full circle. So they specifically will help people either buy a property, you know, they do the transaction, they leave. There's no relationship there. There's no CX. There's no customer experience happening. Um, you know, or they'll help someone sell a property and they sell it and they're gone. Um, and it could have been an investor, right? Someone who has five or six properties and they're selling it. And they're leaving or they're buying one and they're leaving and it's very real estate i feel like historically is very transactional based yeah it was relationship based um just from outside looking in um not that hadn't done for 50 years like some people but um uh, in the management side we have an extra arm to be more full circle or we can say hey we have a group of investors or we have different properties that are going to come up we can offer to different investors and at the same time say, you know, we can guarantee or pretty much get close and say, this is going to be your percent return on investment Yeah, uh, because we know what it's going to rent for. It's not, you don't have to go work with us to buy it or sell it and then find a property manager and get estimates and all that. It's all in-house for us. For God. Buy through us, we can manage your properties, and we run all those numbers beforehand. Yeah. Like, some of the investors we work with, it's, hey, we can buy this house with Bryant. 250 is going to rent for this um, because we are to manage properties there. And I can say we're currently getting 12, 15% return. Whereas some some brokerages are like, we'll do property management. Yeah. And we'll find somebody else to do that. They'll find someone else. And so I think for us as services, which you're, you've been doing a lot of buying and selling, uh, which I thought you speak to that, but like, there has to be a better in brokerage or in real estate. There has to be a better customer experience. Yeah, um, there has to be more full circle offerings. There has to be more. You know, we know you have to get complex to reinvent the wheel. Yeah, it's just providing a better service than what people have gotten for the past fifty years. For sure, which is what the the probably like the month and a half or so leading up to when we actually made the transition to starting this um, was was kind of set to do was to help us discover different CX things, customer experience things. Like he's talking about how can we make 
it a a desirable thing to say, oh, I want to work with those guys because they make life way easier on me. You yep. know, they, they take the stress, put it on themselves. I'm not as stressed. Um, and, and, you know, from an investor side, and I know this is what, what I'm kind of going to get in return for that. But if you have, yeah, we do, we do the buying, the buying side, the selling side, and from the investor side, like you were referring to earlier, uh, I, I sold a lot of like apartment buildings and, and duplexes and different things like that, or just single family homes that were investments. And in that, I would have to say, oh, well, we're going to have to, um, we're going to have to send you to, or refer you to this property management company. Um, and then you start thinking about it and it was like, dang, I, I sold quite a few like units of, of an investment, investment type, uh, purchases. And then it's like, man, we're, we're missing out on a lot there. And then, and then you hear, you know, these stories of people who have purchased an investment that's great, but they've hired a property management company that's done, um, you know, things poorly. And so then they're upset at a realtor or something like that for just the whole situation that they really have no control over. And so now it's like, well, how can we have our hand in, in all sides of the business? And we have way bigger plans for the future and what that looks like in, in 10, 15 years. But for now it's buying, selling, investor, heavy property management, and if you come to us and you say, hey, I want to buy a house, it's like, great, we do that. If you come to us and you're like, I want to sell my house and buy a new house, it's like, great, we do both of those. Or you come to us and you're like, I want to buy a single family investment property, or I want to buy a 100 unit, you know, commercial investment apartment building or something like that. It's like, great, we do all that. And then they're like, well, who do I get to manage the property? And it's like, you know, we do that as well. So it's kind of like have our hand in, in a lot of things right now that, that make our business a very, very full service, um, um, brokerage, which not a lot offer. Some do, and some do a, a good job at it, but we're trying to completely recreate what that looks like. Yeah. Um, if you think about too, like historically interest rates, you know, you gotta, I guess, understand history in this scenario too of Interest rates have never historically been this low. Yeah, and there is way more people. There's way more people who bought homes previously than there ever has been. Right, home ownership has become cheaper um, because of interest rates. Yeah, lots of prices of homes have gone really, really happy. Yeah, um, but in three years from now, in five years from now, when people who, who bought single-family homes start having kids or they get married and they go to the what are they going to do with their comp? They're going to call someone and say, hey, I want to sell my house. And it's like, well, hold on. Why don't you keep your property and turn it into a rental? Because if you did that two years ago, you're going to go from like a two-something interest rate to like now like a six-something interest rate. So you can keep your home and rent it, pay for the mortgage and build a generation of wealth. Yeah. And... You know, if, as long as that person has saved, they can then purchase another home and keep their current home or leverage the equity in that because there's probably a ton of equity because we saw the price of homes skyrocket. Yeah, that then they can use that to purchase another home. For, uh, so it's like you're going to have a lot of people, I think, in the next three to five years want to sell houses or buy houses. Um, just that's like the cycle. Some people, maybe 10 years from now, right? But it's like you think really far down i feel like um like business planning purposes that's something we can offer like going to a client consultation someone saying hey well, i want to sell mine two hundred fifty thousand dollar house it's like you know you probably rent this for 1800 bucks a month and like my mortgage is only like a thousand dollars that you know that's huge to some people that's an extra 800 bucks and they really don't do anything for sure yeah don't do anything and not not only are you getting $800 a month on top of that, but you're getting the equity that's growing and growing. And then when you finally sell it, it may be, you know, obviously with the equity that you're gaining and the appreciation, it may be a $300,000 payday, you know? So absolutely. Which kind of goes into the next question, which was like, uh, it's maybe philosophical. Okay. Any of it. Essentially who we are as a company, which, which I think, which I think, kind of stems off of your point that you just made which is like our goal at the end of the day is like 
what's best for the person that we're we're dealing with. We don't come in and it's like, no, you need to sell or no, you need to buy, even though we know that may put them in a worse situation or or they're missing out on a potential situation. Right. Um, like you're saying, it's like we have everybody's best interest at the end of the day, which is which real estate in general can be a tough business for that, honestly, in terms of in terms of it's a commission based job. And so a lot of people are like, Oh, another, another deal, another transaction. I'm gonna get my commission on that, you know? Um, and they kind of miss out on the human side of things. And we try to add that back in. It's like, we have these booklets that we like to give to all of our clients, whether you're buying, whether you're selling, whether you're an investor. And it's like, Hey, here's the options. Let's not rush into something and not even that it's rushing into it, but let's just take, you know, the 30,000 foot view and say, could this be something that's beneficial for me, you know, later down, later on down the road to keep this house or to, you know, if I have a little extra cash laying around to buy an investment property or something like that. And, and we just have the best interest of the, the people that we're, that we're working with. Yeah. A lot of people are, I mean, I just feel like you look at the industry, it's like, it's like car salesman or, you know, buying a car. People hate buying cars. Like, I haven't been a person who's like, I love going to the car dealership and buying a car. Like, if you do, please, like, send us a DM. Because I'd be amazed to see who, like, enjoys that process forever. Uh, Sales industry, man. Yeah, it's just not, it's not enjoyable, right? And you've seen Tesla revolutionize that, I think, by just buying a car online, right? Clearly, like, we're going to bypass the whole thing because it's a very pressure-driven, like, aspect like absolutely i tried to buy in hard and they're like here's the pen here's the paperwork why you gotta do the sign there it's like hold on man like i didn't test drove it yeah. right uh whereas in real estate it's similar like a lot of i feel like a lot of asians will show homes or talk to clients and they're like let's put in an offer it's like you know you're putting pressure on somebody uh to make an offer whereas like we don't want to do that like People are like, let's do the deal. Like, let's do the deal. It's like, do you really want to do the deal? Because it may not be the best deal. Yeah. Right? Like, we saw ages for the past two years towing clients offer $10,000 over. Skip the inspection. Yeah. Right? Uh, don't do the appraisal if you're doing cash. Like, you saw agents doing that constantly. Um, whereas, like, you know me, I'm like, for the past two years, I was a low line. So, I was like, nope, we're... You're at 250, I'll give you at 225. And someone's behind like 280 for that. Still too high. Still yeah. like, yeah, I'm just like, it's nuts. And I feel like agents are kind of where it has allowed that to happen. Absolutely. Just because, I, I don't know, my personal opinion is I think a lot of people view agents as like that, that advisor or whatever. And so they really trust them. Yeah. Um. So like, oh man, I'll... I'll buy this house and in three years it'll be worth more. It's like, it may not be. Um, and so I think we're going to see people be very upset with a lot of agents who sold homes and were like, skip the inspection. And then two years down the road, there's a big issue. Yeah. Or two years from now, the home's not worth what it was. Yeah. For what they paid for. And they have to bring money to the closing table or something like that, even yeah. though they. And they have the core, they have to bring money that they don't even to the closing table so they came and sell their house yeah um i just so like that's not who we want to be yeah right that's not the sales even though we're sales industry or service industry it's a more of a personal personalized industry yeah first it's just a one size fits all absolutely of let's get this deal done and close yeah it's like we both obviously love real estate and the sales aspect of it is not necessary or the sales um what would be the word the sales kind of like persona maybe yeah. is not exactly what we love we love real estate don't love kind of the name that comes with being a real estate agent sort of uh somebody who's selling and so we're like well how can we get into this business and just change the outlook and be like no we really do have people's best interest and we're going to run the numbers for you multiple times and make sure that we're not putting in an offer that is above the worth of the house 
always get an inspection, <laughs> you know, always get an inspection on, on. To the know. point where if, I will say this on this podcast, if an agent tells you to not get an inspection, you should fire them right then. Yeah. Even if, even if there's, we just had a situation where one of our listings, we, uh, we said no repairs to be done. Um, but still we are like, if you're in that situation, even though there are no repairs going to be done, still get an inspection so you know what you're yeah. dealing with because there may be bigger issues um not in this per or not in this scenario but yeah. if you're you know being represented by somebody there may be issues that even though it's as is and things look good on the surface that you you just may not know about it so get somebody in there who's a professional who sees that stuff every single day um and who can tell you if there are issues yeah absolutely always get an inspection um and yeah, even if there are no repairs, still get an inspection. I'm to I I even I'm to the point where it's like offer like you make an offer, you're doing the inspection, even if it's in a subdivision. Always have the inspection. Always do uh, a survey. Yeah, like people skip out on that a lot too. I think where you know if you're buying an older home, you don't you don't know. Yeah, like. You can't, the agent, the selling agent or the buying agent can't, I, in my opinion, respectfully, or they shouldn't be able to look at the seller and buyer and be like, oh yeah, this is your property line. Yeah. Right. Like you really don't know. There's rough estimates, but yeah. exactness is not really a thing on, on the app. Yeah. You should always get a survey. Yeah. Just so, I mean, you spend in even a hundred thousand dollars on a house, well, like 150. That's a lot of money for some people. Yep. And then when you, I mean, it's a long with period. That's a hundred thousand dollars. It's a one thousand dollars. Yeah. I mean, if you're buying a five hundred to million dollar house, like that white glove experience, like all that should be in there. Yeah. Um, like period inspections, um, surveys, you know, the whole nine yards. Like you should fully go out because you're signing up or your client is signing up to take on a payment that is astronomically large, absolutely. Um, I just don't know, I, I feel like, going back to kind of what we were talking about, I feel like in the coming years, there's gonna be a lot of disappointment from people with agents, because uh, a lot of agents took the quick car salesman approach, yeah, I'm like, let's get this deal done and I'm making 20 grand, I'm making 10 grand, I'm making, and they made the most money they've ever made in years. Um, because they treated, they, there was no experience. There was no relationship. It was all yeah. transaction. Which there's a very real reason that 80% of buyers never use that realtor again. 20% of people reuse the real. There's a reason that 80% of people don't. And it's because they get in the house and they're like, wow, we paid way too much for this. And we were told that it was worth it or, you know, just uh, any number of reasons. Yep. Um, and so that was kind of our like mission or approach in, in building this business is like, how can we reverse that to where 80%, obviously you want a hundred percent, but how can we get it to where the highest percentage possible gets in our community and is like, I would never use anybody else other than them. Um, so yeah. we've kind of been trying to, uh, dissect that a little bit and see see you know how we can how we can go about doing that and we think that we've developed a good plan up into this point of like just making the transaction as seamless and as stress-free and as easy as possible on on the buyer or the client um yeah. there's always going to be another deal out there absolutely like i feel like people get caught up in like i have to have this house like this is the house where a lot of these homes, like from 2007, 8, 9, and like especially now, they all have the same floor plan. Yeah. Like, you know, my neighborhood alone, the floor plan is built multiple times. Yeah. It just looks different. Um, there's a few older neighborhoods that are like that. So you're looking in specific areas. It's like, I have to have this house. Well, chances are that there's another house out there that's extremely similar to it. Absolutely. And, you know, some people get selling and they overpay where, you know, you, I take the emotion out of the deal, I feel like, of, let's look at the, like, strategic, the numbers, the, does it, especially in for investing, right? It's like, 
I don't want to just own the 12 unit apartment complex. It's like, does it cash flow? Does it make money? Um, you know, some people will show up in the flashy cars and like talk about the house, like a beautiful and et cetera. And it's like, I mean, didn't they set unrealistic expectations of like, this is the best house ever. Now I'm going to buy it. And you get in and you realize the cab, the door falls off. Because like, we didn't have an inspection. Have an inspection. <laughs> this is really the, the nicest house. Uh, so I just, I, I mean, just be, I feel like you got to be careful. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying there's like, obviously it was a real estate, like people are real estate agents and there's a realtors. Uh, you're going to find good people and bad people in all industries. But I mean, definitely do your homework. Yeah. Yeah. That's why, that's why, that's why, why we're here. Yeah. 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 To, 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 yeah. yeah. That's why you have a due diligence period. Absolutely. Um, and that's why we're only searching for, for the right people to work with us. Um, so that you, so that it's people that we know we can trust and it's people that we know are going to give that same service and we can kind of train in the way that we want it to be done to make sure that the client or the customer is always taken care of to the to the best of our ability um but then the last question the final one is it just the two of you (laughs) (laughs) is that really it that That was was really really uh at the time i think it was when i posted this um but yeah i think it was like maybe early december or late november i think it was just the two of us um but that is no longer the case there are four, or there are four of us now. Total four. Um, with a couple more to soon, to come yeah, soon, um, but that they're kind of in the pipeline a little bit. It's hard to switch in real estate. The transition period is is interesting with deals you have under contract and all of that. So it takes time. But uh, yeah, right now it's four of us. It's uh, me, Blake, Emma Grace Hall, Bryce Ramey. Um, trusted us enough to, to go out on a limb a little bit. And, um, and here we are and they've been killing it since they came over and we've, we've had a great time. Um, yeah, more, more to come soon. That's another aspect of it though. I think it's like, we obviously all of this stuff, we have like kind of a set way that we like to take care of people, but we're also like, we wanted to do this podcast. So it gives us like a human side a little bit. It's not like an edited Instagram reel or anything like that. It's like, we like to have a good time as well. Um, and, and we feel like the people that we've hired to this point, um, really further our kind of agenda. They're great people who take care of people. You know, we, we can all have a great time together. Um, and they're people who, who are just good people, just good humans. Yeah. I think a lot, like a lot of brokerages, They'll, there's like two ways they like one will they'll just hire anybody <laughs> yeah the numbers the numbers the numbers uh which you know sure you put your name out there right like there's don't want to call out any like brokerage like big brands but like just picture of like a really big brand you drive around like you may always see that brand and like whatever team or like whatever agent yeah um and a lot of those brokerages are they I get tons of cold calls from them of like, will you join our brokerage? It's like, I own my own brokerage. Why are you calling? Yeah. I've never even talked to you. I don't even know who you yeah, are and you don't yeah. know who I am. Yeah. And it, it's someone in like, it's someone in a different state or something calling. Yeah. Uh, or this crowd has been in a different country. Yeah. And they're like, hey, will you join blah, 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 brokerage? Um, you know, they're hiring in Little Rock and this is a team. Yeah. Like, I would, you know, I would much rather that person call and be like, let's go out to coffee. Yeah. Or if they were really in a higher vein. But those are like the brokerage based numbers of like, it's really not hire anybody for sure. Um, which you don't get the good customer care. It's, yeah. Uh, or you may like, it's just, it's hit or miss. Yeah. Um, but there, I think those are more focused on the numbers. And then you have the other ones where um, they kind of just grow out their own pace. Yeah. Which I think that's all, that's what we're going for. Yeah. Where we all want to be the biggest brokerage um we don't want to be a smallest brokerage just like i don't want to just be me and you but and if it is it'll be will it should be me and you that would get old real quick <laughs> um but you know you think about it it's like we want to grow at our own pace um so we can 
you know, controlled growth, I think is that's growth. Yeah. Um, where we can control the experience. Um, we can control the marketing. We can control what's out there, build the brand. Um, but at the same time, you know, enable our agents to provide the best customer service. Um, cause we, me and you can have two customers. We've got our agent as a customer. Absolutely. Uh, cause what we provide our agents is just, in my opinion, I haven't ever seen other brokerages do. Yeah. Um, super unique. Super unique. So that's one of our customers. And then the other customer is their customer. Um, so it's it's kind of like that waterfall effect. Yeah. Um, and so we'll, we will continue to grow, continue on more people. Uh, but I think where we're different is I don't want there to be a question in someone's mind of who to call. Yeah. I want it to be like, I'll just call Pillar. That's not uh, because they know what they're going to get. Whereas, you know, some brokerages you call, you'll know what you're going to get. Or you use one agent one year, and then five years later, you use a different agent, and everything's different. Yeah. They're like, I'm just buying house. Like, how far is this? Like, why is the whole process different? Like, what is so crazy about it? And there's, it shouldn't be that down. There should be a standard, which unfortunately I don't think there is. Um, hang on, just in the paperwork. Like, some people don't even do the paperwork, right? Yeah. And it's just like, how how do you not do this correct? So, we're doing a transaction with somebody right now who's been in the real estate game for a long time. It is yet to do like one document correctly. I sent an offer to someone who's been doing it for like 20 plus years and like they refused to have it signed. Yeah. Or reject. Reject, yeah. And then like counter and they were just like, no, like they don't want to touch it, but this is what they'll do. Yeah. You kind of legally have to have this signed. Uh, Some people just don't do it. And it's like, I don't know. We're very, I feel like Keller, especially for me and you, are very transparent with the client of like, this is what's going on. Absolutely. Um, probably to the point where we're too transparent, um, at least enough few of the deals we've done. So I never disclose too much. Yeah, it's just like, here's everything. Um, I just, I don't know. I feel like some people are transparent. Yeah. Sorry, well, I, I did, we get off and said, I totally, totally agree. agree it, but... And just going like the agent route, yeah. Our kind of like motto, I guess, if you want to call it that, that we set was like only go after and accept the best and grow as fast or as slow as that allows. Yeah. So if we have, if, if it was just the two of us, um, like when we started, we had this little executive suite and we still sort of do, but we had this little executive suite that was like for us. Cause we were like, we have these lofty goals that we're going after and it may take us a while to get there. Like, it just may. Um, but then we added Bryce, we added Emma Grace, and we outgrew our tiny little office already. So oh, we're quick. working on getting, uh, working on, you know, moving on to the next one already. And we've only been a company for for two and a half months or three months now. And, and so you're looking at that, and it's like, as we continue to only go after the best, and I don't think that means like somebody who's selling 50 million a year. I think what I would rather have is, is somebody who sells a lot, but is a good person um, because they're going to have repeat business. They're going to have referral business. You know, there it's, that's, it's more about that to me. It just is. It's more about being a good person, taking care of your client the right way, because at the end of the day, that's, what's going to get repeat business. That's, what's going to get referrals. Um, and that's, what's going to get, you know, your brand notoriety. Yeah, you talk about going after the best, and I think to a lot of people, they would think, what is the best? And they would define the best as the highest producers of the state. Yeah. Like, that right there is the best. Um, where when we say the best, which we're probably going to do some type of, like, what's it called when you spell out, like, B-E-S-T, and you put the words next <laughs> oh, to it or yeah. whatever? Yeah. I, that's called something, but I probably do something like that. Um, I think we've said it and we've talked about it, the best doesn't have to be the people who are selling the most. Uh, in our scenario, it's really providing the best customer experience, uh, helping people find the best deals. Like, there's a lot of different ways we can define the best. Yeah. 
but it doesn't, the best for us doesn't mean you have to sell the most in the state. Because, B, you don't sell the most in the state. Mm-hmm. At some point, I'd hope we sell the most in the state because people are like, I'm calling Diller. Like, and, no and, and to add on to that, that's exactly how you get to that point. Like, doing things, or doing things the right way is always the right thing, you yeah. know, and eventually the, the benefits of that will come. Um, but we're just setting that foundation right now. But yeah, absolutely. Like uh, we'll, we'll be there at some point. Um, and it may be in three years, it may be in 10, yeah. you know, but as long as we continue to do things the right way, um, then, then that's, you know, what we're going to do. But I, I think you can like, some of you be like, oh, a new agent, new, a new agent can be a, the best agent too. Absolutely. Like, Kind of like what we were talking about earlier, where I said, um, who you bet against, right? You bet on a person who has nothing, the person who has everything. It's like, yeah, that's a Gary Vee thing, I think. Yeah. It's still like, you're going to bet on the person who has nothing yeah. versus the person who has stuff. So if you do recruit the best of the state, the top performers, they're probably not going to give or provide the pillar experience. For sure. Like, they're going to continue to do their experience. Yeah. I got them to where they're at, which... It's huge, but they're probably also not going to switch to you. Yeah. Or come here. So it's like, you know, I'd rather, or it's like the basketball player scenario, which one of our coaches always talk about too. Like, anyone on the team, the guy who's like talented, something like that, like, and has all the talent, or the guy who, like, all the talent and doesn't practice, or the guy who, like, practices and mop the floors and isn't, is mediocre. Yeah. Like, you'll think, sure, I'd rather take that down. Work that's it. He has that work ethic. Yeah, um, absolutely. So the best, another way of defining it is having a really good work ethic. Absolutely. Finally, communication. Sending contracts on time. Getting stuff signed. Setting the right expectations. Like, stuff that is basic or should be basic. Uh, when you think. Some people just don't do it. Some people just don't. So, some people just don't. Which then leads to a bad experience. Yeah, Absolutely. And then he never used to say anything. Absolutely. It's another statistic. Another yeah. statistic. But, yeah, we just want, we wanted, I think I may have said this earlier, we just wanted this platform to be something that we could, like, just connect on a little bit of a deeper level, a more unedited level, I guess, with, with a potential person, whether interested in using Pillar or whether interested in working at Pillar or just interested in, in real estate in general. It's easy to see us, you know, on, on Instagram or in a salesy setting. And this is not that. This is us just being real, having a conversation that hopefully was enjoyable. Let's see. Uh, 52 minutes. That's actually a good podcast. 52 minutes of enjoyment. I love it. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like that's pretty good for the first time. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, a personal level, like, I'm in a full low in khakis and you're in jeans and a hog shirt. Like, and the polo. You get full. It's a polo hog shirt, but like, yeah. We're not sitting here like decked out and you know salesy stuff. Yeah, absolutely. It's pretty personal. I mean, we have some personal, one hundred percent. And two minutes is good. I'm impressed. That's solid. I'm sitting here like my phone's vibrating and I'm like, well, it's at the time. There, oh wow. Probably missed five phone calls yeah, during during this fifty-two time. minutes. People are like, when does he do it for fifty-two minutes? At the end, and I, and I, I was like flicking in. It's like, oh, by falls, by an email. That's buddy. Where is this guy? Well, you have any any crazy stories or any last words before we wrap up? No crazy stories. I think, like, the biggest thing I want to hammer home to, like, anyone listening or anyone who is thinking about using Killer, uh, joining Killer, uh, talking about Killer, if you, know, if you don't use us or join our team, yeah. um, like, our name's out there. It's, we're doing everything the when, which I really want to hammer home to people like, you know, everything down to like sending all like all the personal stuff of like in deals, like all the contracts are done the right way. Yeah. Um, the checklist, the processes, everything we had is like to a T detailed and built out. Uh, even to like, you know, just in the like ecosystem or have like real estate, like that is key yeah. to success. Um, which a lot of people that don't, they have, they don't have. So like, we're doing that right. They're like the way we structured the business and like 
talk to our agents, set our agents up with stuff. Yeah. Um, provide them the resources. Yeah. Like we're doing that to a T and like, I feel like really well, um, we want to be the best there too, because if you're like, you just have to, I feel like, um, and I, that's I just, I would it one hammer home. Like everything we're doing is to the best. Um, it's like, I would rather have a small house that's like brand new, beautiful than a large house. That's like kind of falling apart. Yeah. Um, and that's, I think what we're building and we're slowly we'll be added onto it, but everything we're doing is from the ground up. Absolutely. Um, down to the agency agreements, like everything like internal in house may take a while, but it's going to be the best. Yeah. Be, for sure. Um, just like it took our name months. The colors, the branding, everything took months. Um, just our agreement ourselves took months to drop up. Now, like everything we're doing is, it's gonna do that. Yeah, absolutely. And we're not willing to, to risk that or to put, you know, to. And so, we're not willing to risk that. So we're not gonna hire somebody just to have our, our sixth or our seventh or our fifteenth agent. Like we don't have goals related to that. Obviously, we want to expand a little bit, but. Office dog. Yeah. A dog of the office dog <laughs> coming there. Oh. He's like gonna venture his way over. Yep. The the party. He's like, all right, fifty two minutes is up. Lay down if I love it. There's Mr. Baird. Uh but Yeah, we're we're not willing to to put that at risk. And so we're gonna like I was saying, we don't we don't have goals in terms of how many people work with us. Like we have goals in terms of how we work. Yeah. Uh, and we're not willing to we're not willing to risk that. And so if that means it's four of us in a year or twelve of us in a year, then that's just how it's going to be. So, but I, I think think that about wraps it up. Any last words, Mister Bear? Bear? Nope. Mister Bear said you're acting out five age because I'm here as well. He's here as well. How do you use the eat the guard dog? Good salesman. Those puppy dog eyes will get you to get you to make it happen. That's all. Love it. Well, you can find. This podcast, anywhere you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple, if you like to watch it, we have a YouTube version um, as well. We're there, and we will see you. Whichever camera. I'll have a great way to say. Say bye, Mr. Bear. Wave with your ears. See you. See you.